Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. And it'll be abbreviated with Wyatt as the travel plans make it so. Wyatt, good morning. Happy post-Pop-Tarts Bowl Day, last Sports Daily of the new year. Uh, Let's start here and keep it simple in our limited time. What was your favorite thing about the Pop-Tarts Bowl? You know, I think probably just happy for the guys. I, I know there were a lot of plays we could point to and a lot of individual things, but what made it so special for me was that in visiting with Coach Kleiman briefly this morning, all of the things that had gone on with the program over the last month and to come out and, and perform like that and beat what I thought was a really good football team is very, uh, very rewarding. I think I would certainly start with that. You know, Wyatt, everybody's going to talk about Avery Johnson and, and for good reason and, and him being able to take the reins of the of this program as the quarterback into next season. I thought yesterday was a great start to that, but I want to focus for a second on DJ Giddens. The guy was phenomenal yesterday and I think enters into next season as one of the best running backs in the Big 12. How impressed were you by his performance and what do you think from him we can expect moving forward? He is just such a complete football player now. And what I like, too, is in postgame with us last night, he talked about some of the things that he can work on in the offseason to get even better. He's a very driven young guy. He's strong. Um, he put together a really good season. And, and I'll, I'll put it into perspective this way. And I think you guys will agree with this. I think Devin Neal is one of the best running backs in the country. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. DJ yep. Giddens yep. had more all-purpose yards than he did this year. Not by much, but a little. He was over 1,500, and Neil was right at 1,500. So that's pretty impressive because of his ability to run inside and out, uh, run with toughness, his ability to catch the ball. Um, boy, following Deuce Vaughn, I don't know that anybody saw this coming. Couldn't be more proud of that guy. He's tough. Well, Avery Johnson delivered Wyatt. Everybody's talking about it. We sort of hoped for it coming in. He showed us all the things we wanted to see, including some, you know, really responsible decision-making. What was your take on the young quarterback? I loved about everything he did. When there was nothing there, he threw it away, didn't really force anything. They didn't put him necessarily in harm's way in the play calling. I think they, they will run him a lot more in quarterback run game stuff uh, moving forward, but you can't really do it last night just because you don't really have a, a second quarterback that is all that ready to go. 
I think when you go back to the preparation uh, for the month, uh, the the uh, quarterback coach change with Colin, same with the offensive coordinator to Connor Riley, and then have him perform like that on that stage, I thought he minimized mistakes, maximized his um, opportunities on, on plays. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, when he had time to get his feet set, he threw some rockets out there, guys, and was pretty much on target. He short-armed a couple on the run, but he's only going to get better at that. I, we've talked about him all year long, and um, it, it, I, I, don't, I, I can't say enough about how the kid has handled this and how he performed last night. It's, it's just amazing. White, I thought the offensive line looked amazing too. And then obviously the final game for Cooper Beebe as a K-State Wildcat. But that offensive line play, you know, you obviously have to give a ton of credit to Connor Riley, even before being named the offensive coordinator for this bowl game, for what he was able to do in developing that offensive line. I think overall, when you look at the way that offensive line played and then just the, the output offensively in the bowl game, I think Connor Riley has just as good of a shot as anybody to be the next offensive coordinator for this team. Were you sold on what he did yesterday? Oh, for sure. I think when you look at North Carolina State and give them their due credit and what they've been all year long, and then with K-State rushing for nearly 260 yards against that bunch, that's quite impressive um, in every way. And the offensive line is the strength of the team uh, and has been for you know, all of this season, really, in terms of all of those guys coming back, led by BB, but those three six-year guys. And then, of course, you throw uh, Hadley Panzer in there. And, and then even Carver Willis and, and Taylor Portier, the kid from Bishop Miege, those guys played a lot of football, too. They're a very together group. Um, and I, I think w- when you combine the leadership uh, that those guys brought to the forefront and, and what they did, uh, with Coach Riley and, and you know, just, just offensively in general. Um, really proud of those guys. Those guys, um, I think K-Staters will, will remember those fellas, in, in particular Coop, for quite some time. Let's talk about Riley real quick, Wyatt. Uh, that was sort of the audition there. How do you think it went? I thought it went really well. You know, in visiting with him briefly on and off air, um, you know, I think it went about as well as you could possibly expect it to go. There, there's a lot of things behind the scenes, I suppose, that a lot of people may not know necessarily. But, you know, he credited Josh Buford uh, working with uh, with the quarterbacks and in particular Avery uh, through through the last oh, several several weeks here with when when Colin made the decision to to go to Texas A&M. And, and that was important. Uh, he also talked about the job that Clint Brown, who's an offensive analyst, did. Uh, also uh, to help him out. And he even admitted on the air with us that, um, you know, there were a couple of things that NC State did uh, in terms of pressures that were even more than the level he was expecting, and he had to adjust to that. And, and I think, you know, K-State continued to grind. It wasn't very pretty in the third quarter. They didn't get a lot done, yet they continued to just fight and grind and uh, just made enough plays and, and were much better in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. And I think he should get some credit for that. No question about it. All right. Final thing, Wyatt, because we know you got to travel. For me, I, out of this game, I hoped that the buzz would be there, similar to the way it is against KU. When you watch, yeah. you know, K State last night, KU, how much fun 
is a hopefully healthy Jalen Daniels and Devin Neal versus Avery Johnson and DJ Giddens <laughs> in two teams yeah. that will very likely be competing for a Big 12 championship and by and large through that, a CFP berth. That's a great point, isn't it? Because um, who who saw maybe nine and four coming for for both of these teams? I mean, you you could maybe say K State that could have been expected, being the defending champions. But for KU, they had a a really great year, and I think the future is certainly bright. And um, I I think overall the the Big Twelve has done really really well, and I, I'm proud of that too. It's been a good year in the league, and I think Arizona clearly is going to be a pretty good ad, <laughs> uh, among others. So. Uh, onward we go, but uh, what a way to finish it off. Arizona sending Oklahoma State out the door with a swift kick. Wyatt, safe travels. Let's do this again <laughs> next week. We can have more on that. We've had more time to digest it. And as we look ahead to the start of the Big 12 basketball season, uh, have fun today, rest up, and we'll talk soon. Sorry I had to cut you a little bit short, guys, but uh, I thank you, and uh, we'll talk next week. Go Cats. Under understandable there goes Wyatt Thompson was on the call last night with K-State as they beat NC State and all the buzz we hoped for Tommy is now there and I cannot wait for what next football season brings and Arizona is going to have something to say about it as are some of the new Pac-12 schools as is you know Oklahoma State and all the teams in the Big 12 faring very well right now in bowl season KU and K-State are going to be right there with any of them. I mean, they have to be. Yeah, Arizona is really good. They're a really good football team, uh, and they're really, really well coached. I watched, didn't watch a ton of them early in the season, but when they started making some noise, getting ranked in the top 25, you know, I really kind of locked in a little bit more to what that program was doing under Jed Fish. And keep in mind, you know, Arizona – they were, what, ranked 14th going into this bowl game? Undoubtedly, they'll finish the year higher than that, considering they won the Alamo Bowl last night. But keep in mind, the conference that they played in this year, the Pac-12, really good. It's a really good conference this year with Washington and Oregon and, you know, of course, Utah and, and others in that conference. And, and they're going to finish maybe as a top 10 team in the country. It might, they might be right around that 10 mark when the final poll comes out after bowl season is all said and done. I, there, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Big 12. So I'm, I'm excited about them. I'm excited about Utah coming in. Uh, and then, you know, you mentioned KU and K-State. Oklahoma State's going to be in the mix. I wouldn't be surprised to see a team like West Virginia be back up there this year. Uh, you know, Texas Tech potentially back up there, TCU back up there. I think it's going to be a really good conference next season. It, it is. It's going to be good, and it'll be good timing too because it will be important next year that it that you get it right and, and that it comes out with a bang, the league does, in the new 12-team playoff. Who knows, maybe you can find a way to get two teams in, which would be awesome, and there will be years where that happens. Next year would be great. I mean, imagine a world, Tom, and, and again, like, we say these things. I'm not saying they're likely. I don't. I'm not saying they're going to happen. I'm. Not, you know, nothing. Nothing crazy like that. But there's totally a world next year where K State and KU end up in the top twelve. Sure. And and there absolutely and is. One beats the other, obviously, and maybe they split games because they'll play in the regular season and then potentially. In a, but that that is the reason why this is going to make college football so much better all all across the country because there's a lot of teams that feel like that right now 
we can go into every season and, and and I think we did it this year and say, yeah, you know, they got a good chance to maybe win the Big 12, but you know, they're not going to get into the C- they're not getting in the CFP. I mean, you know these things, right? right? That's out the window now. And and I don't think that the committee's going to come in and do something outrageous like six SEC teams and six big, you know, when when the dust settles on this, I know they're not allowed to right out of the gates, but that's not going to happen. And we're going to see a re-energized country for college football like we've never seen before. Take a team like UNLV the other night. They win the Mountain West. They have a really good year. you got a fan base that has a chance to go put them up against everybody. And they may get smashed in those games. Who cares? Who cares? They're in. Does, does a fan base of a you know, a, a 15 or a 16 seed or maybe a 10 seed or whatever in the NCAA basketball tournament, are they any less excited about getting there because they know they're going to get smashed in the first round? No, they're showing up. They're showing yeah. up. They're, they're excited. They're excited to be there. We know that there is historical nature of those teams upsetting some of the big dogs and the blue bloods and all of that. That's why those small fan bases travel. That's why those you know, smaller schools that get in the conference champions or whatever. That's why they get so excited about it. From a football perspective, you don't have to get to number four anymore. You just have to get to number 12. That's all you have to do. And so I think that it is well within the realm of possibility that once the preseason polls come out for next season, that both KU and K-State are ranked in the top 25. Now, I don't exactly know where that's going to land. We might be looking at both of those teams between 20 and 25, but that's okay. I think both of them are going to be right around that spot. And then you get through your non-conference, hopefully unscathed. You start playing Big 12 opponents, and you you, you start to rack up some wins. Maybe you have the capability of dropping one conference game maybe it's the sunflower showdown i don't exactly know but i think that considering that i think both of these teams more than likely will be ranked when the when the first preseason poll comes out next year all you got to do is get to number 12 that's all you have to do and then you're in then you get a chance to to compete for a national championship it's significantly more likely that it happens starting next season than ever before and that's why these fan bases are going to be so excited about it it's it, I can't wait. And and that's what I hoped at more than anything else out of bowl season is that we would have this kind of buzz going into next year and we get it with both of these programs. And I, I just can't wait for it. And I think we expected it with KU. I think we hoped for it with K-State because of Avery Johnson, but K-State's going to lose a lot and they're going to have a lot to turn over and they're going to have a lot to come back. I, I said this before all of this buzz before, during and after the game around Avery Johnson I would suspect will be a big help to K-State in the transfer portal. And now the work begins, and it was probably already underway for them to just go, hey, you want to come play with this kid? You want to come be a pass catcher for us? You want to come block for this kid? Come be a part of a defense? He can lead us to a CFP. Come on over. Like, let's get yeah. this done. And, and, and it before will anybody says, before anybody says that, well, Kansas State is losing a lot, so they're probably not going to be ranked in the preseason poll. Look at who they do have coming back, right? Watch the bowl game from yesterday. And I know they're losing pieces in that offensive line and they've lost pieces defensively and all of that. If Kansas State had lost the game, then okay. I, I think it might be a little bit more unlikely that they start next season in the top 25. 
But I think it's going to be tantalizing for voters to say, you know what? If we're going to put up this team against any other potential team that's, that could be in the top 25, the potential is there on the table. And keep in mind that Kansas State has a really solid recruiting class coming in next year. So I think all those things combined, I, if I were a voter, I would absolutely vote both of these teams in the preseason top 25 for next year. <sighs> Yeah, I, they'll be real close. They'll be really, really close. I'm trying to think of where I'd vote them in the Big 12 right now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'd probably vote two, two, you know, two of two the top four, three. Two, two of the top three, three, two and four, yeah. something like that. I mean, I, just from watching there. the Alamo Bowl last night, and yeah. I, I'm not an expert on what they have coming back and what that I'm looks not either. like. That's but so I mean, if they if they have any kind of the same team next year as they do this year, I think Arizona will probably be the trendy pick to win the Big Twelve. But man, then I'm probably putting Kansas at number two. Um, gosh, maybe I, again, I don't know what West Virginia is bringing back next year. They finished really strong. Maybe them or Oklahoma State at number three, and then and maybe Kansas State at number Oklahoma four. State. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be they'll be a part of that top end conversation. That's all there, and it doesn't matter. But it I mean, would not surprise me one bit if the Jayhawks end up picked second in the Big Twelve preseason polls. I mean, because be, of all of the returning production that they have coming back next year, there will be people to vote them one and or two. Like they'll they'll each I think get first place votes. They'll each get second place votes. Where they end up finishing in it, I don't know. Um, but it's it's going to be. A blast. Can't wait for it. So happy we get that coming out of bowl season, and we do get it for both programs. Uh, all right. Here's a tease for you. We're going to come back and check in on Tommy's uh, crotch because apparently he's had a little accident at home oh, here. I was like, wait, uh, what are we talking about? Hey, on the video stream, hey, everybody. Uh, no, Tommy has, uh, you've, what, spilled hot coffee all over yourself? Is that what I'm, I'm hearing? I, yeah, uh, right, right, when the, uh, right when the show was uh, starting, I knocked over my cup of coffee into my lap. Uh, and so I've been frantically trying to clean that up while doing a radio show, multitasking at its finest, everybody. We'll let you get that taken care of. We'll come back more Sports Daily right after this. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.